Carolyn Arson spends much of her days sitting in front of a computer immersed in other worlds with people so real she keeps thinking someday they might call and come over for coffee. She grew up in the city but has spent more years in the country and now considers herself a full-fledged country girl living in the intersection of know and where, making stuff up or lying for a living as her husband likes to call it. She's still searching for the perfect story to write. Hasn't found it yet, but long walks through the meandering trails around their farm and staring into space inspire her to keep trying. She's thankful she can do this job from home wearing whatever clothes she grabs in the morning to put on. She hopes to keep writing, striving for that perfect story until her fingers give out or her brain does. As far as she knows, neither has happened yet, so she will keep going. Carolyn, what made you want to live a more creative life? I've always loved reading, and I liked figuring out how writers came up with the stories. Uh, my husband always says I can never tell a story straight, that I always need to embellish it, and that's probably true. Uh, but I'm all about enjoying the journey that I want to take people on. So that way of expressing myself has flowed into my writing. And uh, yeah, I always thought the idea of writing a book would be amazing. So I tried, and I did it. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? I need to plan. I have to because I'm so incredibly distractible. I can have stories percolating for weeks in the back of my mind. Um, I'm currently planning a series of three brothers and a sister who live on a ranch. I write cowboy and small town, so I often start with that idea. That said, I'm always on the lookout for concepts that will work with the story sitting in my mind. Sometimes something on a TV show or a movie will add something to it, give it a little more depth. Then I sit down and I work on my characters. I always pretty much always start my book with my characters. Um, I work on their fears, their needs, and their wants, um, what I want them to change about their life or what they need to change about their life, what is happening in their life that they need to address but don't want to because it's too painful. I use a lot of uh, Michael Haig stuff with a dash of Dara Mark's character development. And I use Save the Cat for outlining. I do like to delve into my character's past hurts and wounds. And I do all this because I really need to stay focused. Like I said, I'm, I'm very distractible and it's not hard for me to go off in other directions. And also part of this discipline came from working with Harlequin for 20 years. When I wrote for them, I couldn't write my book until I sent my editor an outline and the first three chapters. So I was pretty much forced into into planning ahead of time from the very beginning of my author career. But this works well with my personality because, like I said, I tend to get scattered and can go too easily off in all directions. So, and I found that out when I wrote my first book. It took me forever to figure out where to start it, what kind of book I wanted it to be, what kind of tone. So, like I said, I discovered early on I need to outline and plan ahead. Now, that said, that may give some people the heebie-jeebies, but the reality is, is my outline and pre-planning are essentially my version of a first rough draft. That sounds like a perfectly workable plan. Usually, here I would ask if you have another job, but if you've been writing for Harlequin for 20 years, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that was <laughs> No, that um, I've always been fortunate. I've never had to really work outside of the home and I started early on. So yeah, I was able to, to write, yeah, live in the dream, I guess. 
So what was writing for Harlequin for 20 years like? Most people have no idea what that would be like in their day-to-day -day lives. No, it, it was good. I actually had been, uh, this skips ahead just to another answer, but I had been working on stories in my head for a while and I knew they wouldn't fit with anything. And then Harlequin actually came up with this new line that my book fit in perfectly with. And I happened to have a couple books ready to go. So I started with them on this line pretty much right from the beginning. So I was fortunate that I had an in from the start. But working with Harlequin was great. I worked with a number of different editors. I learned a lot from each of them. So I feel like I have you know quite a leg up on people just starting out. I worked with copy editors and proofreaders. Um, it's a real process because they require, you know, like I said, you need the, the first three chapters and an outline before they'll even proceed. And I have to have all my stories figured out before we would go to contract. So yeah, I'd have all that layout. My editor would say, yeah, sure, I like this or no, I don't go back to the drawing board, start over again. Sometimes that happened. And but when everything was hammered out, we'd sign a contract and we'd set out deadline dates a deadline for delivery of, you know, a, a, an idea, a deadline for the delivery of the finished book. And then once the book was finished, then we go through another process and then I start on the next book. It is oddly living the dream. <laughs> it is, but I know my, my, my kids keep talking about, you know, living your best life and on and on. I said, you know what, that is true, but I am living the dream. I am living doing what lots of writers would absolutely love to do. But there are many, many days that I just don't feel like doing it. Like yesterday, I was sitting with my laptop in my living room, you know, on the, in my recliner. I mean, it looked perfect. And I was so frustrated because I could not get the story together. I didn't feel like working on it. I was just pushing myself through it. And I thought, yeah, that's all part of the dream too. <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful. I'm not, I'm not, uh, not going to deny that. But at the same time, it's work. There's lots of days where it's just hard work. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? I don't always need so much affirmation from other people. And I feel like I get lots of appreciation from my, my readers. But I do wish at times that my family and friends realized how much time I put into what I do. Because I've been doing it so long, it's just, oh, are you still writing? Yeah, of course I am. This is my job. And I don't think people realize how serious I take what I do. Uh, my, I once had my sister-in-law ask me, so how many books do I sell? Like 55 or 60? And I had to laugh, but at the same time, I was wondering, like, how did she look at my writing that I would honestly do all of this work for only 55 book sales? Like, it was a little bizarre. I thought, no, okay, whatever. I've, I've come to realize, you know, uh, not everyone gets what I do, and, and that's fine. Uh, like I said, I get a lot of affirmation from my readers, and uh, that's usually good enough for me. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? I think one of my favorite inspiration quotes is this one, luck comes, but it has to find you working. And I love that one because I've had to tell people how lucky I was to sell my first book, but they didn't see me struggling to write that first book. It took me five years. And then when it was done, I printed it out and I put it in a binder and I lugged it everywhere and I marked it up with different colors of pens and 
each time I edited it. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make that book better. And when it was done, I sat down and wrote another one. And I used the same process. And I read writing books. And I worked on making my writing better. That one only took me three years. So maybe I was lucky to sell my first book. But I put in my time. And I was ready when, quote, luck, unquote, you know, came. When Harlequin decided to put out a sweet Christian romance line. And I already had two books ready to go. Um, as for productivity, I love using Scrivener to set up my books and my characters, my timelines and rough concepts. I also use a program on my iPad called NoteCard that I often use to outline my story. I tend to kind of go back and forth. Each book seems to require a few different methods. It's not the same for every book. One book may be a little harder to work on than another. I also use a, a fun little program called Inspiration. I use it to mind map. Uh, start with a central idea and just toss out anything I can think of. I use that sometimes when I'm stuck. Again, there's no real particular creative routine. Um, each book seems to require different methods. But basically, sit down and write the book and find out what works for that book. What three things do you wish you'd known earlier in your creative journey? I'm not so sure I can break that down. I, I feel like each thing I learned came when I was ready and open to it. Like, for example, I might have learned sooner how to figure out my character's journeys, uh, but it took me time to know what I needed to learn. By working with the characters and thinking, okay, this isn't working, and then you hear about some other program or some other speaker or another podcast, and you listen, you think, okay, I'm going to try that. So it was like I first had to try things and find out what I didn't know so I could be ready to learn when the time came. I could say I wish I had known earlier how freeing and lucrative self-publishing could be and that I had dove in sooner. But again, I wasn't ready to jump in um, until I was. So you, I, to me, I guess it's, I, learn, I have to learn to appreciate the journey that I took. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? I've also recently been focused more on productivity, trying to get a few more words out. And part of that has been using dictation. I use Dragon for Mac or whatever it's called. But my new and funnest, I know that's not a writer term, but it's mine. My, my newest tool has been um, a voice recorder and a, a funky little small and powerful earpiece and microphone that I attach to it. So when I go out for my daily walk, when it's not too cold out, I dictate whichever part of the story I'm at. And then when I get back home, I plug the recorder into the computer and all those spoken words pour onto the screen in form of type words. I need to clean it up quite a bit, but I've got something to work with. So that's really fun. But it, it took me a while to work on the dictation aspect of it all. It's tricky to switch from typing to talking. But again, that's been a process that has taken me time and I've, I've put the hours in to learn it. So it does come more naturally to me now. But that's been the most recent thing that I've been using. What project or message do you want to tell listeners about today? I'd love for your listeners to get to know my family bonds people. This is a four book series that is part of um, a larger series that I've loosely called the Rocky View Romances. Uh, the characters from an, another series, Family Ties, the first in this Rocky View Romances, they show up in this series as well. The books are about a family of cousins who are connected by a family uh, legend involving gold nuggets and secrets and finding home. The first book is called uh, Seeking Home. 
And it's about one of the cousins who left the family ranch after his wife and daughter died. He puts it up for sale, but the new owner, a woman and daughter, need help with the transition process. So they are forced to work together. And because my stories deal a lot with coming home, that's the theme of this series as well. And the, the first book is out now, Seeking Home. And the second book in the series, Choosing Home, is coming out in two weeks available pre, for pre-order, coming home a month after that, and finding home a month after that. I guess you're sensing a theme here, and they're all available for pre-order. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And as for message, I have found a lot of writers spend too much time on one project. They go over and over it again, trying to make it perfect. I've written over 60 books, and I'm still trying to write the perfect book. I always believe you learn by doing and by reading. I've learned most of my lessons by writing, though, by trying things out, playing with story and characters, getting to know the characters by writing about them, put the story down, set it aside and write the next one. So that, uh, that I have found is probably the most important thing I'd like to tell fellow writers if you are thinking of writing a book. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on the show today and have a fabulous rest of your week. Okay, thanks, Elin. It was lovely being here. You take care. You've been listening to Pants On or Off all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic. <laughs>